from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. Special counsel report on Biden's handling of classified documents was released. That's a little unusual. The clergy become mandatory child abuse reporters in a bill, with a big exception. Again, pretty unusual. But you know what's not unusual? Mr. John Curley popping in on a Thursday afternoon. Glad to be here. How bless are you? you? Bless you. How bless are you, John? <laughs> also with you. Uh, John, May the Lord are, are, be with you. Are you still rocking the turtleneck with the May gold the Lord chain? be with you, Spike. And also with you, no, John. And no! With your spirit. Oh, no! And with your and spirit. And with your spirit. That's out not. That's, that's, Someone that's, has been to church. That's not how I was doing it. Right. Years. That's not how. Wait, has it been amended? Has it been amended to this? Yes. I, I've, I, that's I, how they test. That's how they test you. Maybe we should all. Maybe we, maybe we should all Laura just yell says, into the microphone again for another and, thirty seconds, and hopefully on. we can and all just make sense and of whatever anybody is saying as everybody's talking over each other. John, how and are you, with sir? With your spirit, and, uh, <laughs> Laura, and with your spirit, and with your spirit, John. Thank you. I and did with, that intentionally to try to catch Spike because if we talk about this, this um, confessional stuff, he, well, I'm a Catholic, and I just that. Eh, well, really. I mean, you, let's, let's start with that, John. I think that's a good place to start because there's this bill right. that I've been complaining about now for a couple of months that is this SB 6298, and it says uh, a member of the clergy has a duty to warn state officials or law enforcement that there is reasonable cause to believe that a child is in imminent risk of being abused or neglected unless it's in confession. Now, for me, Spike, or for John, as a non-Catholic, mm-hmm. I say, well, that's weird yeah. because if I heard that a child was being abused, even if it was in the secret box, I would want to go tell somebody about it because mm-hmm. I care about children. But, John, I was hoping that maybe you could enlighten us. Why is this? Why is it that there's that space that it's okay to admit to another human being that potentially you are hiding a child in your basement and not feeding them, and that person doesn't have to say anything, but everywhere else we say, I got to go tell the police. Why is this the case? Yeah, it's, it's sacred. Okay. Well, thanks, John. Appreciate your time. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> <Not> everybody. <laughs> but, John, I mean, you understand the ridiculousness. As a Catholic yourself, you understand the ridiculousness of this, right? No, I don't. Okay. So let us just say hypothetically, I go to a Catholic priest. Well, let's not do me because I don't want to be the evil person in this. Somebody goes to a Catholic priest and they say, I have a child that I've been serially abusing in my basement and it, this is in the confessional booth, and they say, I believe yeah. the child is dying from malnutrition, and I don't know what to do about it. You're telling me that at that point in time, that that religious leader doesn't have a duty to say, I need to contact the police right now. We have to go do something about this. Uh, not if it's happening with inside the sacred uh, confessional um, sacrament. So what would happen, the priest might say, uh, are you sorry? The pri- the person when they confess sins, sorry? then the priest might no the pri- no because you're asking for absolution of a sin. Yes. So you're saying the priest will say, well, then might talk to the person and find out a little bit more that it's happening, and might ask, you know, the person's asking for forgiveness for this, and they, the priest might ask a few questions, not like a cross examination, but just just generally trying to find out if the person would like absolution and are they truly sorry f- and asking forgiveness for their sins. Because that's exactly what happened on the cross, if you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, that on the cross, he forgave, uh, Father, forgive them for they know not what they've done. So the idea of the last breath, or one of the last breaths of Jesus Christ, was that he was forgiving those that 
that that did not know what they were doing. And those that the I think it was the the guy to the left of him hanging asked for forgiveness. God, Jesus forgave him for his sins as well. And this is a sacred thing. In fact, there's a word I can't even get it pronounced. I can't find the translation on it. It's this really old Latin word, which basically means the violation of that sacrament of the person confessing, the priest telling somebody is so vile, so heinous. There's no translation for this small word, V-I-T something. It's a tiny word, but I couldn't find it anywhere even to pronounce it. So I think the Latin translation is unbefreaking-leavable is the way you pronounce it. John, if the standard is because it's sacred, there are people of different faiths who believe that it is their right to buy and marry an eight-year-old girl. And they mm-hmm. believe that right to be sacred. Do we indulge that? No, sick and no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't. Listen, you're just looking. We're not going to do a, apples to apples. And what is sacred in one religion, and not another? The other part of it is understand there's a person. <laughs> if you skip right over that, go John. In, they, what well, is no, this? Come only, on, no, dude. no, because you want to compare. What do you want to compare? The fact that in some religions you can do this, but you can't do that. We're talking about in this particular bill for the Catholics. If the person felt as if the priest was going to go tell somebody, no one would go to any confessions. You would not be, have the absolutions of the sin. And then the person would feel as if without the absolution of the sin, it affects their life and their, their immortality, their life after this life. This is basically part of the construct of religion. So, so can, can I so, put it in layman's so terms? Their, wait, so their mortal soul is more important than that child's immediate life and well-being? They, in this discussion where the person comes in, if it were, if the person felt it could be violated for anything anything any confession could then be told by someone out by told by the priest to someone else no one would go to confession so they're doing the carve out on it they're saying if it if the priest finds out about it outside the sacrament of confession reconciliation then the priest will report which of course they will but you don't know what could happen within the confessional where the priest then talks to this person and possibly gets them to see where they were wrong and then maybe get them to confess to authorities or something like that. But they had to put this carve out in there because without that, the whole structure of the confessional booth is gone. So we go for a maybe on saving a child's life then, as opposed to I for sure can do it now because it's within my power to do so. Yeah, the the priest has a duty to report if it's outside of the confessional. By the way, this is not new because this came up last year. Right, but I, they, I just find it to be disturbing, John. I find it to Here's be the deeply question. disturbing. The history of it is this. That, so the Senate passes it. It goes down to the House. The House adds in there that, no, the sacrament of confession will not be recognized and the priest must report. It went back to the Senate and the Senate rejected it. So this is the second time it's come around again, and now they'll have that in there. They'll have the carve-out in there for if it's inside the act of the sacrament of confession, then that will be protected okay well i guess now we've got that explained and my opinion of the catholic church is now lessened as a result of that so yeah i guess that's just the way that's going to be in my mind i'm just saying that if there is if there's a way that we can protect people from you know suffering in 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 any way shape or form that we should pursue that and there is no doctrine out there that would prevent me from doing so right you know what i mean john like for me i understand but jack follow me on this one i know you you're just for a second if all of a sudden it was understood for all catholics that anything they say in the confessional could then be reported for whatever it is but that's not in the bill ever that's not in the bill though john this just says child abuse in the bill i know but 
it's broken. What the sacred sacrament is now broken. So the Catholic Church can't protect the individual that is saying that to the priest. They carve this out to the priest. It's a lot like when the guy says to his attorney, the attorney client privilege. Yeah, I killed the guy. Okay, well, I understand. Now, that lawyer will now try to find ways around whatever the charges are against us. But he tells that lawyer, yeah, I killed him. The lawyer's not going to go running to the police. Yeah, my conf- my client just confessed to me. The attorney-client privilege in that regard. But in this case, the whole structure of the Catholic religion is part of the idea of redemption and forgiveness. And if you get rid of the secrecy that exists between the confessor and the priest, if you get rid of it just for this one, people will not be going to confession as much, and the Catholic Church will be up in arms in this. They'll have an uphill battle in Washington where the governor sues churches because they're you know violating the COVID crap. But they, in this, just understand, the whole structure of how Catholicism is built would begin to crumble if you take that away from the confessor and the priest, the sacred nature of that confession. That's all. So I, they put it back in. They put it back in. Sure. And and and, and now it's there. But you don't know what happens between that priest and the person that's confessing. We don't know. No. Then that's I do want to know. Is my point, John? Is that when somebody You're says I'm what I'm saying? When someone says I'm harming another human being that's a child, I think that we have as, as a society have a duty to that child. Regardless of what context it's in, right? I understand. I understand. Yes. Okay. That's what makes Spike this has been so Spike has been so desperate to say something that he's been breathing heavily into the microphone <sighs> for the last five minutes. Have I? Yes. <laughs> and with your and with your spirit. And with your spirit. I was just going to quickly point out that you know when a when a client says to an attorney, um, "I've broken a law," the attorney client privilege often is is gone. If if a client says to an attorney, "I've got a kid in a basement in a box, he's running out of air." In the, you know, attorney-client privilege is gone if you if, about a, with a, when prior a client, to the death prior yeah, to the death yeah prior I mean, to maybe the let's move on to an easier topic is the is the current president <laughs> a criminal or just a doddering fool let's move on to that it's a lot, lot more lighthearted can we do that uh, so John I will say this let's let's make nice John you and I John right. Curley oh, is yeah. is a man I, I've of no deeply no. held man of conviction mm-hmm. and regardless of the fact that I think that he is. 100% wrong about this. There is not a man that I would defend more on God's green earth than John Curley. Even with wow. this awful, terrible take, if anybody came to me and they said, what do you think about John Curley? I would say John Curley is a saint on God's green earth, and no, many people would be lucky to have a friend be a like John Curley. on Saturday. No. <laughs> you know why he's going? Because he knows it won't be as well. That's why. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Joe Biden was... Uh, did you read in this information about why he's not getting charged? It. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure. So yeah. the, the... It's really easy. It's really easy. What, this what, is the one sentence. What's your analysis of this, John? Trump withheld. Biden didn't. That's it. And then Trump uh, destroyed. Biden didn't. Right. So that's the difference. When they said to Trump, is that everything? Yeah, that's it. Can we come and see it? No. We think there's more there. Let's see it. They said it to him in June, like two years ago. Oh, no, there's nothing else there. He had more stuff. He didn't show it to them. So they're going to screw him, and they went after him, and they went in and found it all. But if he had just simply said, here it all is, this is it, these are the boxes, haven't destroyed anything, not destroying videotape of people going through the boxes, moving it around. If he had done that, they probably, well, maybe. But it wouldn't have been as bad. But when you denied it and you hid it, then they came in and fired it. Now you're in trouble. That's obstruction. 
for Biden, he took all the boxes, yes, had all the notes, had the same sort of stuff that Trump had. But when they asked him about it, he couldn't remember the dates. He was the vice president, couldn't remember the year his son died. He couldn't remember anything. The guy is mentally incompetent, but he's still the president of the United States. They're not going to charge him with him. They said we can't bring him before a jury. He had struggled with simple answers, had just boxes everywhere, unsecured. But he turned it all over to them. But the question is, why did he send lawyers in to that office there in Washington, D.C., part of University of Pennsylvania? Why were the lawyers, what were they doing in there? What were they looking for? They were obviously going into that office to find something, and then they find these boxes. But that's a different story. The story is simply this. You don't obstruct. You turn it over. You won't be in trouble. And there it is. That sounds like you changed who you're voting for, John. If you want to elect somebody that's mentally incompetent, go ahead. You can get Joe Biden. He, you can see it right there. The guy can't put three words together. He couldn't remember the word Hamas two days ago. He had a look to his aide, and he said, I, uh, yeah, That's uh, only slightly Hamas. worse than Trump saying Hummus. Yes, we all remember that week when Trump was stuck on the old hummus train. We remember that one? Yeah. I remember yeah. that remember one. Remember when he said Thailand? I remember rather than Thailand, he said Thailand. And then the <laughs> oh, media. That was awesome, wasn't it? The media went after him for weeks and weeks about, hey, about the 25th Amendment. This guy's obviously out of his mind. He can't hold a glass of water and he needs help walking down the stairs. And the, the media can't really hide the fact that Joe Biden is no longer able to put three words together. The guy is, at this point, disabled. But it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. They're still going with He it. cooperated. Well, I think that's yeah, the... On that one. Yes, he did. <laughs> but that's the same argument that I made, John, which was he listened to his lawyers, or Jill yeah. Biden listened to his lawyers, and they decided to comply, whereas Donald Trump did not. But when, I, when I'm looking at Fox News right here, I am seeing them comparing and contrasting the Trump case and the Biden case as if they are in any way, shape, or form similar, and they're not. They're, they're not. And so I wonder and why... Biden sat, yeah. Biden sat down for an interview. Two, day, two days, five hours each. Right. Yeah. And it was a day after a day after October 7th attack. He had a little thing, some stuff on his adult mind. Right. But the other mm. part of this as well, though, that I think we might be able to give Biden a little bit of credit for is I have I've not been sleeping well. Spike, you know this. Yeah, the screamer's it, it, back. <laughs> yeah. So if you were to ask me right now in my sleep addled brain, what happened on Monday? I would say I don't recall. I have no idea. Was I here on Monday? I don't know. I texted John, I think, at some point in time. What time did you text him? I don't know. I was sleeping or awake. I don't know. I'm 530 in the morning morning, is when I take. Well, what'd you do after that? I don't know. I have no idea. So I think that there's a little bit of kind of stretching the, uh, oh, he's incompetent argument where you could just fold in the, he is both tired and incompetent, right? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit tired. (laughs) When, When did your son die? Could remember the year. My father died 7.20 p.m. On two th- in 2016 on the 16th of September. Never forget it. Never forget it. For- your son? Your son died? Don't know the year. When were you vice president? Struggled for the answers. Listen, you don't need any more Under Fillmore, I believe. No, it's Fillmore. No, he's a great guy. Talking, God, barbecue was, like nobody's business. I hey, was can I cut you to on? Before, yeah. before we run out of time, John, uh, you, John you're, a, you're a guy who knows people, right? Yeah, you got any friends at Saturday Night Live? You got some problems? No, but I, uh, I, I got I got the best Saturday Night Live bit in a decade, and I got to get it to him. Okay, do tell uh, us, Spike. So you're, John, you heard Go the ahead. story. You heard the story about the local guy who's going to deliver the Super Bowl game ball, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. So, so FedEx had a contest of who's doing the best customer service nationwide, and they got down to a guy from, from Linwood, Washington, or Issaquah, Washington. He's yes. going to drive a truck onto the field of Super Bowl Sunday and deliver the game ball to the officials. Talk about a product placement for FedEx, right? Yes. Has this for a bit. It's game time. It's kickoff wow. time. There's no truck. Wow. FedEx is late. The, the, the announcers don't know what to do. Somebody comes in. There's a note on the stadium door. We tried to deliver the ball yesterday. We'll come back again oh, tomorrow. Right? That's good. That's, that's good. good. I think that's a funny that's bit. Good. The, the punchline is a little weak for the Giants setup on the thing. Okay. But uh, maybe maybe don't bother. It has been a I think yeah. what might be a little yeah. bit better is they say, where is it? And then somebody pulls out their phone and it says, your package will be delivered it's tomorrow. Route. It's in route. It's in route. Right? Yeah. That might be there a little There you go. <laughs> there you go. So why we're team. Yeah. Still in Auburn. No, Spikes is funnier. Spikes is funnier. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. We appreciate it, Mr. Curley. He could, he could deliver the wrong thing. The wrong the wrong ball. Or the wrong, <laughs> it's, it was it was made by Wish. He ordered it from Wish in China and it's really small. <laughs> right? <laughs> Mr. Curly, not unusual this week to John every Tuesday, Thursday, right here on the Jack and Spike Show. You can listen to Mr. John Curly every day between 3 and 7, where he does all of his fun bits and gags. Great show. And he, uh, he and Sherry have a good time. Mm-hmm. Excellent right radio program there with young joseph we'll take a really quick break when we get back mickey gomez coming in oh yeah because we're going to keep talking about football <laughs> oh nothing i like more than talking about football mickey <laughs> gomez sports. Be sports with mickey <laughs> gomez because there's this, something at the halftime thing at the thing that everybody wants to talk about and mickey gomez got to wants to talk about it so we'll talk about it because it's a thing that's important to some people but not me when we get back right after this You can also subscribe on our YouTube channel where we post daily content. Laura, is the video that's up right now, is that where I, is it the the Twitter video or is it the license plate video? Both of which is spicy hot content. Mickey Gomez, I know, is a subscriber. Never comments, though, and never likes for some strange and odd reason. Only dislikes. Why is this, Mickey Gomez? That is not true I'm at all. Always the dislikes. Never. I, I see the metrics on no. that. No. <laughs> okay. I give you hearts and butterflies. What are you talking about? So, Mickey, mm-hmm. you you said I, we were doing a pre-show meeting today, and then, yeah. we, and then we came out, and then all of a sudden I heard you say, uh, so there's something going on at sports. And then I went, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, and you were like, it's this thing where it's, and I was like, yeah, okay, and then you're like, can I come on at 2.30, and I said, yeah, of course you can, Mickey. So. Is that how it went down, Jack? Because <laughs> so, I remember it, I remember you available at 2.30, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly actually yeah, how no. it went. So, uh, the, we can say the freight, what are the rules on this, Spike? I always get confused about it's, it. The Super Bowl is Sunday. Yes. Yeah. They'll be playing the Super Bowl on Sunday. Right. And it, unless I'm trying to sell you something or take you someplace where money can be made on it, I can say Super Bowl. Right. I can't say it in an advertisement or a promotion. Uh, but in a news context, the Super Bowl yeah. will have a halftime show on Sunday, as they do every year. Yeah, legal team. You yeah, can't tell us team. what to say. Like, yeah. Actually, they can, and that's what they told me to say. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you why I think you might like this story. Okay. Because it has to do with numbers, and it has to do with the number nine. Okay? So... It's Taylor Swift. Uh, Travis Kelsey's Taylor Swift's ninth boyfriend. That's the yeah. key number, no. nine. 
So, I'm kidding. I got another. All right, so check this out. Okay, I, I was actually about to play the, the surprise drop because I was going to say, "Wow, not okay." So what 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 is the number nine so important? For? Okay, so it's been nine years since Usher released his eighth album, "Hard to Love." Another interesting fact: Usher's had nine number one hit singles. He's performing during the halftime show. T- if we get another nine, it's going to be the Antichrist. His ninth Mickey. studio num- his ninth studio album coming home coincidentally drops tomorrow on February. The ninth. The devil is shall be risen. Oh. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and guess and guess who's playing in the Super Bowl? Uh, the, the 49ers. The nine. There the we nine. go. That's why I thought you'd like this story. So I found I found the number nine. Have you guys ever followed any of the numerologists out That's there? That's what I'm going to yeah, say. And numerology, yeah. transformation. That number right. nine means balance. It means good things coming. So Balanced offensive attack. I was introduced to numerology mm-hmm. on the night of the election of Donald Trump v. Uh, Joseph Biden. Because I, I tune into Coast to Coast as I'm driving to do the midnight to 5 a.m. shift here mm-hmm. at Cairo mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great oh, shift. Oh, yeah. And to cover the election. And I hear the, the numerologist, and he says on Coast to Coast, George Nori. He says, he starts reading number, like birthdays and Joe Biden's birthday versus what stars were in the alignment and mm-hmm. Trump and what month it was. And he said definitively within 99% certainty, Donald Trump was going to win the election. That's what he said. <laughs> remember, remember, to, remember, to, remember to lock the doors. Lock, yeah. lock the doors, wow. close the blinds. And he was wrong. So, but are, well, is, are we doing nine? Not a hundred. Are we doing numerology on with Super Bowl stuff? Uh, I'm, no, I just thought it was um, kind of interesting that Usher is going to be performing during the halftime show. And I was, I was, I thought, huh, how lackluster. Are you but into psychics, I, Mickey? Are you into the 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 nether realm? Are you into the superstitious? Are you into the the idea that we can tap into the void i can be a little witchy sometimes Ooh, lightning bolts yeah yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait so so would you would you go to see a psychic would you go to visit and have a, a tarot reading perhaps you know it's really interesting for a feature that i'm doing for valentine's day yeah i am interviewing deborah graham she's a psychic and she has her own tlc show so yeah i oh, mean okay all right but so I, I don't know okay so should we be excited about the Super Bowl halftime show? Should I be? I think you should. If okay. you listen, because when I first heard that it was going to be dun, 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 Usher, I went, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay sure. whatever. But then I went down his discography. Yeah. And um, hello, do you guys remember this song? Oh my gosh! No. no. I do. What? I, I, love, yeah. the auto, I love the auto tune. Yeah. This came out when I was in middle school. That's Usher in Will I Am. It needs a little bit more auto tune. Oh, Just a little bit, touch more of the I old. Could squeeze t- a rubber duck into an auto tune and come up with a song just like that. Just a little bit more pitch correct. I I'm think old, is necessary. Mickey, forgive me. What's come another? On, what's another one, Mickey? Well, here's this is according to Vegas odds makers. They think that Usher's going to kick off the show with this. She likes it my way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I gotta say no. You think it's gonna be yeah? I think it's gonna be yeah. I think it's gonna be OMG, but if not, it'll be this one. Peace up, A Town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is he gonna start with? 
Yeah. And this one I know. Usher, Lil so Jon, yeah. It's going to be, this mm-hmm. is what they do when it's corny and it's bad every year that they do it. It's a, it's like a montage yes. of all the songs. Right. Because yeah. he only got like 15 minutes. But he's got nine number one hit singles, so. Right. But the only time this worked is when it was Coldplay and they did a bad job and then Beyonce showed up in the middle save it. and she yeah. killed for yeah. like four yeah. minutes mm-hmm. and she did that really quick montage and then she left and then for some reason Coldplay came back and everyone was like, uh-huh. bring back Beyonce! Yeah. <laughs> All the energy got sucked out of the stadium. Let me ask you this, because you just confessed something. Do do you watch it live? No. The Super Bowl halftime show? No. You just pick it up afterward online? Well, because it's immediately posted on YouTube as soon as it airs. I mean, what do you watch? Puppy Bowl? I watch nothing because oh. I'm reading because reading oh. is a skill that most people used to have. But <laughs> fundamental. I'm reading a book right now. Is Cro- it about psychics? It's, like, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a it's about the crossroads oh, of uh, should and must. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with Puppy Bowl, by the way? Uh, yeah, that's what it's what Animal Planet wastes everybody's time with for 18 hours on Super Bowl Sunday. It's, a, it's, it's a healthy, adorable alternative to the Super yeah. Bowl BS show. Right, but I don't want to do that. I would okay. rather, I have many things in many, so I don't like, I, I'm an independent person, Mickey. Mm-hmm. I don't like being, This is none of my clothes have labels, right? Has anybody ever noticed this about me? I don't wear no. clothes with labels. Can't be bought. My hat has, because no, I'm not a walking advertisement right. for right. Adidas or whatever it might be. In the same way that I'm not going to to assimilate into the Borg and watch a football game just because everybody else is watching said football You're game. You're not going to have Tostitos, Doritos, so... Fritos, all the Edo food groups aren't going to be there for nope, you? No, nope, not a nope. single one. No guacamole's a big sponsor? No. <laughs> so you're not going to watch Usher is what you're saying? I will watch it the, after it gets posted so that I reading. so I can make fun of it on the show on Monday is what I will be doing with no, that. No, don't make fun of it. I, what about this? You know this song. No, I don't. I didn't, even know, I didn't know this was Usher. I thought this was some random. It's Usher and football. DJ got us falling in love. I don't. I don't. I don't know these. I don't know this language. I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever see Prince's halftime show? Which one? Prince's Super Bowl halftime show. Prince. Prince. Who? Which Prince? Prince Harry. <laughs> I always, that's my oldest Prince joke. I'm done. It's my, it's, it's, I can't believe you. I've been, using that, so I've been using that joke since I was in fifth grade. That and it is, always works. And it's always, it's never failed me. It's a classic. Take my wife, please. Little that Jack Stein so and good. I would have been friends. I know. I, I feel this so deeply right that now. That joke is 26 years old. It's, Prince is the halftime show with which of which all other halftime shows are judged and measured. Is Prince. Which Prince? <laughs> the Not artist twice. formerly known as. formerly known as Usher. <laughs> Ricky, right, thank you so much for uh, lightening the mood with us for a couple of years. Do I get an A? An you A minus? Of course, Mickey Gomez. You thank always you. get an A. a gold star. Too. Thank you. The only person that will never get an A is Spike because he ruins everything. But other than that, hey, speaking, I, <laughs> speaking of, by the way, Spike. Did you hear about this new COVID vaccine? Did you hear about the? Effic- I've had three so far, Jack. What are you talking about? <laughs> you heard about the efficacy of this COVID vaccine, my friend. Uh, it's not, it's not as, as as good as it used to be. That's yeah, what I've heard. but here's the crazy thing about it is is actually I looked into the data on it and comparatively, it's got less demon squids than the other one. But that might work. just be a good thing because they're not going to be shooting me up with any five G. We'll talk about it when we get back right after this. COVID talk. 
vaccine talk, which I'm sure will elicit a responsible and thoughtful dialogue in the text line, 888-973-5476, because the only people who text, they're constantly just thoughtful, insightful, meaningful pieces Mm -hmm. of dialogue as we discuss the most contentious issues of our time. Before we get to this study, though, we do have a YouTube channel. It's called The Jack and Spike Show on YouTube, and it is segments from the show that we like, but it's also digital exclusive content that you can only get on the YouTube channel. You can find it nowhere else. We only put it there, and it's only our show. So again, that's The Jack and Spike Show. You can comment. You can like the videos. And we do it, it's just what we do after the show. We go into the downstairs studio, we record a couple videos, have a couple. It's basically what we do here, only yeah, you yeah. can see our beautiful faces. So the COVID-19, the new vaccine that's being uh, sold to the American people by Big Pharma, this came out, the date on it came out last week, but it's, it's really interesting because it says that the new COVID vaccine is 54% effective at preventing symptoms. And I saw many people freak out about this oh it's only half as effective as so on and so forth right do you know like the average flu shot efficacy is oh 80 85 about 60 about 60 right about this yeah it's right around there so your average vaccine as soon as they get it dialed in that is the the efficacy rate is going to be somewhere around 50 to 60 percent in preventing symptoms now you're still going to get the disease which irritates me to no end that fauci and and Biden and Trump went around saying that you're going to be immune from it, which right. is not the case. Completely right? misformed. So it, really, people should have been listening to Rand Paul at the time because he was the only person who was talking about accurate data, which was he was saying that I have natural immunity on average for about six months after I have COVID, which is accurate if we look at the data. Sometimes it goes down to about four months. Sometimes it goes down to about three months. But in general, the consensus is somewhere around six months. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to get it again after six months. Right, right. It means you're probably going to get it again. Hey, can I ask you months. about because you know more about this? You've done a lot of research on this. Is this diminished efficacy because the virus is evolving? Partially, but it's also because they're refining the vaccine. Does that make sense? So, like yeah, the more yeah. specific they make the vaccine to this, uh, uh, kind mon- of a moving target. Right. So this is when they talk about monovalent vaccines. Mono meaning one, mm-hmm. valiant meaning variety, right? So it's we're looking at specifically this, the most pot or the most co- popular, the most common form of of uh, COVID out right now. Okay, this vaccine is for that specifically. But like, I think that I had a totally different strain that what you guys got. Okay, yeah, I, I think was, you did too. Because I was really really ill, and Laura just had the sniffles and was basically skipping in and out of the studio. While she had COVID and I was dying on the microphone while you guys just laughed at me the whole time, which I have not forgiven anyone for. I asked if I had permission to leave the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that drop, Andrew. (laughs) I have not forgiven anyone for this except for Andrew, who is the only person who was there for me the entire time I was there. It's a bulletproof glass. (laughs) I was going to say. Behind two, (laughs) about four inches of lucite separated me and Andrew and his caring blue eyes. And you guys laughed and mocked me while a single tear fell down Andrew's face. And it was like that scene where the prisoner's on one side of the glass and his wife is on the other side of the glass and they touch hands. That's what we did while you were laughing. So, so I'm still laughing. About but the, the funny thing is, is that the 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 researcher who was working on this particular uh, vaccine and also a bunch of other epidemiologists were coming out and they were very excited about this 54 percent efficacy, right? Yeah. But then all the naysayers were saying, "Oh, it's not as good as the old," meaning that it's they're all bad and they're all trash. Yeah. But that's because they didn't actually read any of the data that came along with a specific vaccine. So. 
Uh, the bad news is only about 22% of American adults have received the updated vaccine. The recommendation is pretty much the same. People over the age of 65, people with yeah, cardiopulmonary. Those more vulnerable. More vulnerable. Yep, you if you're younger like me, you just get the disease and suffer for two weeks because you don't like needles. Well, right? I, got it. I, did, I was kidding before, but I've, got, I've had it twice. So together, 54, 54, I've got 108% efficacy now. Isn't <laughs> that how it works? That math works okay, out. Yeah, great. That's perfect. All right, my friends. Hey, Andrew, A-plus for always being the realest of the real. Chris Martin over there, the one true homie in the entire building. Looks like he's going to be doing traffic. He's, yeah, Nate's out. Said Nate didn't get the booster. Didn't get that thing. booster. Uh-huh. Laura, I'm going to give you a solid A today. Good energy, good spirit, hustle, momentum. You had it all. Okay, sports, Jack. Exactly. And Spike, <laughs> you get a solid D+. Plus. Thanks. Solid D+. Plus. All right. Bad SNL skit. Yeah. But you know what? Though? We workshopped it. <laughs> we, were- we did. We workshopped it. And was- we, got, we got there. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, phone text update, that was good, it's right? A good one. It's the wrong good one. product delivered, John brought that, and that was great. Here, my friends, is your quote of the day. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Yeah, legal team. You can't tell us what to say. Actually, they can, and that's what they told me to say. (laughs)